that was defeating. Yesterday, yesterday we decide as a group, myself, Blake Murphy, Ben Ennis, Sam McKee, a group of us who like, root for, and also cover the Toronto Blue Jays, that, that we will take in a game of the most meaningful series of the Blue Jays season, which I know has happened many times this year. It's been the most meaningful series a lot of times. But this one, yeah, this, this one has felt like the stakes were a little bit higher. I think that there are now 16 or 17 games left in the season. This was the team that they could have had a tiebreaker with. This was a team that was struggling before they came and saw Toronto. This was a Blue Jays team that had ripped off a bunch of games against the lesser lights, the dregs of Major League Baseball, and you felt like, okay, maybe, just maybe, you survived some injuries to some of your veteran players, and you're going to be able to stabilize this team, win a series against the Texas Rangers, and a year that has been largely disappointing, deflating, annoying, whatever adjective you want to use about this baseball team, there's not too many positive ones, that you would show up at the ballpark and get an honest day's work from this baseball team once in the series. Uh, no, no, you would not. They get boat raced, 10 nothing. They get yeah. embarrassed they sure at home in front of a, what I would call a sparse crowd, a small crowd, a crowd of people that can only be described as, yeah, we're the ones left over that would just like, we're not just here to drink anymore. We're not just here to visit the outfield, new outfield section and enjoy taking pictures of the CN Tower from the bottom bowl of the Rogers Center. We're actually here to watch the baseball games, or we bought these tickets well in advance. That's what that reeked of last night. We bought these tickets well in advance, and, and we were not willing to sacrifice them, or we, God, we tried to put them on StubHub. And that was a non-starter because no one wanted to pay a dollar for those tickets. It was a nightmare. They felt You felt it early. The Jays couldn't capitalize. They couldn't do anything early on in the ball game. And the second Texas started to put runners on, you felt like, oh, boy, you need a ground ball. You need a ground ball. That's what we've been saying about this team all year because the margin for error for these pitchers is zero. That is what they need to put up every night. One, one run. Zero to one run. That is what the pitchers on this baseball team are allowed. And they did that a lot of times this year. They limited opposing offenses a lot of times this year. You say Kikuchi gives up a home run, and everybody in the building knows what's going to happen next, that the Blue Jays will not respond, that the Blue Jays' offense will meekly come out there, whiff at a bunch of breaking balls, and show pretty much a gutless effort. And, yeah, I, I know that people are already that doing the whole, the whole, oh, the playoff race. Oh, the playoff race is still a thing. Who's oh, doing that outside thing. of yeah. John Schneider? John Schneider's yeah. doing oh. that. No, no, the, okay. Nobody Maybe I'm outside manning. of John Schneider. Maybe I'm straw manning. Maybe I'm straw yeah. manning. But it's just like it's felt like all season long when the Jays have disappointed against the big boys, which, by the way, now they're uh, – care to guess the record? They're 17-28 and 28 versus AL playoff teams, and their run differential mm -hmm. is minus 66. Great stuff. Great stuff. Keep kicking the can down the road. This is the series that matters. Oh, it's the Mariners series that matters. Oh, it's this series. Well, this one was supposed to matter. Now they're a game and a half out of the playoff picture, and people are still talking, or at least I thought, about how, oh, well, these teams in the American League West are going to have to play each other. No, it was a nightmare night. It was a gutless loss. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to lose in this fashion. I'm done with this baseball team. I'm sick of this baseball team. My care level in this baseball team has completely dissipated. 
<laughs> I I don't know what else to say. Hi, Ben. Good morning, Ben. It's good hour. That, that was a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can take a break from speaking, I guess, because you you said a lot there. I had to get it off said, my chest. I had, I well, dude, I didn't go to sleep last night quickly. I at I all? Sat, oh, okay. You, no, yeah. I went. I left the the group. I yes. did my hugs and I did my goodbyes, and then I went we home. Hugged. Yeah, I hugged yeah. you. Remember, you tried. To, you yeah. actually tried picking everybody up. You had a few beers. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all coming back to yeah, me now. Yeah. You started oh, yeah. doing, hey, can I pick up all the fellas? It was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, that was that was. You know what? It's it's almost better that it ended that way. Honestly, Blue Jays had six base runners the entire baseball game. They had five yeah. hits. They had one walk. They had six base runners. Ian Kennedy. Imagine they the scored all game. their base runners. It would have been ten. 10-6. 10-6, yeah. Like, if everybody touched home plate, yeah. then eventually reached base, yeah. Would have only been uh, a four-run defeat to the Texas Rangers. I, I, I do take issue with the idea that there's, like, some level of hope with the fan base um, or the people even Sorry, covering I don't this think, team. Like, no, no, no. I don't, I don't think it's an overarching thing. It's just the I, – I just – basically what I'm trying to say there is – I'm not going to be scolded anymore about where they where they sit no. in the standings because I, I do no, think I mean, that's been but, a big part of this there's, season. There's, there's factual things, and then there's yeah. things that you can expect to happen. That, like factually, they are still very much alive in the playoff race, and factually, yeah, though, like the the Mariners and the Rangers have seven games left against each other, and somebody has to lose those games. But also factually, it's very difficult to imagine this this big run of success against actual good baseball teams happening for the baseball team that we've watched now for 140 some odd games this season because it it just it hasn't been there it like I shouldn't say it hasn't been there because there were moments it a long time ago when the Blue Jays were sweeping the Atlanta Braves which did happen I I swear I was was at those games I swear it happened (laughs) they swept the Atlanta Braves they're good against the NL playoff teams if the Jays were in the NL they actually would have been a solid team this year truly they they had some magic they'd be running away with the American League Central Division as well yeah no I know but yeah no we've we've seen this team we and okay yeah could Vladimir Guerrero Jr end up with uh, 10 home runs in the final 16 games, I guess, like in a world with limitless possibilities. But yeah, what's likely? That this team looks the way it has all season long, which is extremely, extremely underwhelming offensively. Okay, they've suffered a, a few injuries. I mean, uh, Shai Davidi with a great write-up on Sportsnet.ca about all the, the injury issues the Rangers have had to go through. They just lost Max Scherzer in this series. They seem to be bouncing back just fine. The Blue Jays, for the most part this season, have been one of the healthiest teams in all of baseball. They lost their third baseman, who outside of April has been one of the worst hitters in all of baseball. And I I get it, Matt Chapman's a great defender. I mean, I've I've watched Kevin Biggio play some pretty good defense, be a contributor at that position without Matt Chapman. It was a a blessing to this baseball team that Matt Chapman could not play in some of these games and that Kevin Biggio got the opportunity. Like, from a war standpoint, it was. Yep, yep. Uh, and you know what? Danny Jansen, super important piece yep. uh, to this baseball team, but it was supposed to be the strength of this team that you had two above-average offensive players behind the plate. I mean, th- there are no excuses for how this team looks offensively. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes down to essentially two guys, George Springer and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, and well, and I know you've pushed back on, on why George Springer isn't getting enough Criticism, and I, I guess I can hear you on that. He has been factually 
a lot better than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the final month of the season here. Like going back even to the beginning of August, he's got an OPS around 900. And the, the reason I let him off the hook is because we know he is good. Like we, we're, I'm, I'm pretty sure George Springer is good. Now is he declining? Will he ever reach those heights again? I guess that's a different question. But I'm still in the, the research and development phase with Vladimir Guerrero, Guerrero Jr. I'm, I'm still gathering evidence and man, there's a mounting pile of it that <laughs> that that suggests, yeah, he's not a guy you want to build your offense around. So we'll get to the Vladdy thing in a second. I just, I think the thing that really sunk in and hit last night is just the the overcorrection of this offseason. That they had a baseball team that had a meltdown against the Mariners but was pretty heavily favored. And and I know people are going to say, oh, well, you want other teams to change. But in Toronto, you know, you were asking for Raptors change, even though it was a successful team. You're clearly asking for Leafs change, despite a lot of successful teams. But that Blue Jays group, and, and I know it's hindsight 2020, and I thought a lot of the same things many other people did, which is that the Blue Jays needed to mature more as a group, right? That they needed more maturity and that they needed better defense and that those two things were going to be important during the offseason. But looking back, it's... It's hard It's hard to think about a team that got into the playoffs last year, was at home against the Mariners, and just blew it and was built on this foundation of you got two aces, one of which is now completely gone. I, I don't you can absolutely not count on him returning. Mm. An offense that was really quality, who lost major pieces and who lost the best player in that Mariners series, who was Teoscar Hernandez, the, the guy that basically tried to carry them in game two. And how the overcorrection of this offseason happened, along with the decline of George Springer and the complete non-showing of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like, if, if I'm looking at this season and I'm trying to say, why, why is this baseball team this way? Why has this been such an ugly year? It's because they sapped the lifeblood from the team. They made bad trades. Like, look at Teoscar Hernandez's on-base streak right now, trading him for a relief pitcher that has been good, not great, and has had some really awesome moments this year and some moments where we thought that the Jays were winning that trade. But overall, you don't trade a silver slugger for a relief pitcher that's kind of, you know, a, a good one, a solid one. They got hammered in the Gabriel Moreno trade, a, a guy who has been brilliant, who is by far the best defensive catcher in all of baseball right now, and someone who also completely gets on base. How exciting he would be right now with this baseball team for Dalton Varsho, Someone who what what's Varsho's OPS now? Like it's it's not even worth bringing up because he's such a lifeless bat. He's batting ninth yesterday behind Ernie Clement. Like he yeah. he's so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so far from any type of expectation that anyone had for him. It's it's unbelievable. I, I it just they had a superstar in Vladdy that has not lived up to expectation. They have a declining star who's making twenty five million dollars in George Springer. They lost their star young pitcher in Alec Manoa who's now mired in a controversy which is he's battling with the team over his medicals and yeah they've got a bunch of vets great bunch of them are hurt right now I, I just watched you know we made fun of Lourdes Gurriel's defense all the time I watched Whit Merrifield try to make a throw from uh, left field yesterday it was pretty ugly it kind of made me miss watching Lourdes Gurriel be able to actually throw baseball just feels like every single move these guys made this year and down to the manager in my opinion and bringing him back was rough it was just it was a mistake I, I mean they really didn't hit on anything no yeah I mean, okay no sure Kevin Kiermaier yes Ben signing the veteran baseball players like Chris right. Bassett 
Buddy, like I agree Kevin with Kiermeier, you. I'm not trying, the guys I'm, I'm that not trying to disagree here. with you, but you, you can't say every single move that they made sure. was, was was absolutely incorrect. But I the I, consequential I, the, moves they made were were bad. They they were. I mean, Chris Bassett was a pretty consequential move. Sure, he well, was. I don't he's think he's solid. necessarily a, a a playoff like it's somebody I want to see starting a playoff game. He's an innings think, eater, I mean, good starter, solid starter that you don't want in a playoff game. Yeah. Um, no, I think the 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 best point you made was that if you. <laughs> And, and this is who didn't feel like something had to change at the conclusion of that playoff series. But if you just ran it back, just it, it, you, there's no trade. Teoscar Hernandez shedding his final year of arbitration for Eric Swanson, who's been good for this team. It feels kind of superfluous with the way they've they've bolstered this bull, bullpen. But like Teoscar Hernandez, still a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Gabriel Moreno, still a member of this 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 baseball team. Mm-hmm. Feels like. A massive swing. Like it feels like now you got a baseball team, and and those guys, while they're not perfect players, the offense they could have provided could have covered up for the long slumps that we've seen from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or George Springer. I, I think the most telling thing for me this team uh, in in the way this team was built was they consummate those trades. And then game one of the season, and like Brandon Belt was a late addition to this team, but mm-hmm. game one of the season, they got no idea who the cleanup hitter is to the extent that they're throwing Dalton Varsho in there, who mm-hmm. was an above-average offensive player. But I was telling you yesterday, and, and people need to, to realize, and I listen, I, I didn't know this until I dug into the numbers, how his offense was built last season. Mm-hmm. He was tied for the major league lead in first-pitch home runs with Aaron Judge. He hit 10 of them last year for a Diamondbacks team that won 74 games, right? So this is a, a, a Diamondbacks team that was was not good, was not battling for a playoff spot, was, you know, behind in games quite often, and he feasted on get-me-over fastballs mm-hmm. to the tune of, like, almost, well, 10 of his, of his 27 home runs last season in which the foundation of his OPS was built on the strength yeah, of those you said that to me not, yesterday, I almost fell out of my seat. Yeah, he has won this season. Uh, they totally miscalculated what he would be as far as an offensive contributor. But they had, it, it, so often we do, we, we, we want our pound of flesh when a season ends as poorly as it did for the Blue Jays last season. And quite often the, the people making the decisions will be a little bit calmer and, and less reactionary. They should have. They should have been. Because this team, we knew at the deadline, needed bullpen help. That was the reason they lost that series yep. to the Mariners. If you had just done what you did, and I, I guess part of that is Eric Swanson because he was he was a helpful bullpen piece to this team. But, yeah, adding Jordan Hicks, Chad Green coming back off the, the mm-hmm. Tommy John surgery, you just throw those guys I- into the into the bullpen the Blue Jays had a season ago, I, we're talking about a totally different outcome for this team. Well, and this is why, in my opinion – there's there's absolutely no way that Ross Atkins and the manager can come back next year. I, I know you've said it that you're like oh you know you kind of we were loosely talking about it and then I, I started I, I killed the conversation because I I wanted to save it for you today but the biggest reason why people hate this baseball team is not because the offensive stars are disappointing. It's like yeah that's a big part of it. It it really hurts to watch Vladimir Guerrero Jr. play this way. But I actually think that you know for fans can be pretty damn nasty sometimes and I think that they bear 
a lot of criticism in the modern era when it comes to the way that athletes are treated when they're slumping or whatever, right? I, I even thought yesterday, I almost tweeted out, where are the media people that are going to be mad about the booze, right? Because there's always one or two people who go, that doesn't help the team. And you're like, shut <laughs> up. Who cares about that? That's an outrageous position. Man today. Yeah, fine. But I'm just saying that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has had an absolutely nightmarish season, and it didn't happen until post-All-Star break where some of the criticism started to kick up, where people started to go, you know, this, this is really not a good year for Vladdy, and now it's been, hey, this is a nightmare. It's one of the more disappointing seasons by a, a star athlete in the city that I can actually remember from a regular season standpoint. But for the most part, people have been pretty reserved on being furious. I remember even when George Springer got his first hit after that, what, 0 for 33 streak, and the fans getting really loud at the Rogers Center while I was there, like, rooting on George Springer. They still like the baseball players on this team because they're linked to some teams that they really liked. But ultimately, this year, they were supposed to be World Series champions. They were supposed to be World Series favorites, real contenders, and that those touches that you talked about in the offseason were supposed to be putting them over the top. That it was, we are tinkering because we feel as though the things we need are some run prevention and a little bit more maturity, and this is a group that's going to be catapulted to being World Series favorites. And, and I think that's the disappointing thing about this is like, yeah, the Jays are in a playoff race. Who cares? They weren't supposed to be in a playoff race anymore. That was the 2021 thing. That was a 2020 thing. Everybody makes the playoffs, by the way, now. Yeah, as well. exactly. I mean. And and they are in a cycle where right now the Yankees and Red Sox are seven and a half games, seven and a half games out of the wild card spot. Like the division was there for the taking. The American League was there for the taking. Who's the daunting team, right? Who's, who's the incredible juggernaut in the American no. League right now? There isn't one. There's a bunch of really good teams. The yeah. Orioles I mean, the have owned Orioles, them. Uh, yeah, the Orioles are, are no cinch to, to go deep in the postseason. Absolutely right? They've had not. a great regular Dude. season, and the future looks great for them. But it's not that's like what I'm saying. that's a flawless team. The Astros are at the top of the division again, and they, they get the, uh, the respect of being the reigning champions. But, yeah, they're obviously a flawed team. They're still battling for a playoff spot, right? Like, exactly. If, if, if you're being optimistic about the Jays' chances, that's the one team they have the, the, the tiebreaker against, and they're only, what, a couple of games up. Dude, that's, this is exactly it. And this is why the frustration, uh, to me, is bubbling over. For me, I'll speak for me. I, I'm, I'm projecting a little bit out to the fan base, but for me personally, what I just cannot stand with this group and why I cannot tolerate this season is that this was not some, hey, 2013, the Jays were taking a big swing, right? A big swing and a shot, but they didn't have anything that was proven. They didn't have anything that was building at the time. It was, you're throwing together a team and you're hoping like hell it's going to work and it's a bunch of money, it's some splashy trades, and it was disappointing. But I genuinely believe that this this season, especially if they don't make the playoffs, man, hell, if they do make the playoffs and they lose immediately, I, I really don't care. At this point, I, I feel pretty strongly that they are not going to rally and win a World Series. Uh, I've kind of given up on that dream. This, this to me is the most disappointing Blue Jays season that I can remember, that I've ever had personally yeah. where it's yeah. just it, this is a nightmare this is an absolute abject nightmare of expectation versus reality I, I, I put it up against 2013 I think it dominates 2013 yeah uh, and you know if, if 2016 goes a different way that one would have been disappointing but you know what they, they sure. figured it out and they, they, they got into the playoffs and then they, they won the wild card game and they made it all the way to the American League Championship Series then couldn't beat Ryan Merritt because similarly to this team the offense was was anemic um, it's this is 
Uh, there are numbers to suggest why this this team has been so disappointing, right? Like you can point to Vladdy's OPS and OPS plus, which is still above league average, but like obviously one of the worst years of his career. And and George Springer, same deal. It's almost you had to live through this season to to truly understand the magnitude yeah. of disappointment, right? Because even Matt Chapman's, you know, when he went on the IL among the the American League leaders in doubles. Uh, it, the numbers overall are above league average offensively on the strength of one of the greatest individual months in Blue Jays history. Literally what, what Matt Chapman did in April and being American League Player of the Month was one of the greatest single months in the history of this franchise. No, it felt but, like he was uh, just carrying them completely that month. Like, yeah, it but it, it almost had to – you had to live through it. Like when, when future generations look back on this season, they're like, oh, man, so close, you guys – the Blue Jays were really yeah. building something there. That was a good and team. That was a good team. They were was, right. It around was like it. no, it wasn't. No, like yeah, was... no, you didn't. You didn't watch it, right? Yeah. Like yeah, and hey, Vlad, he really came through with runners in scoring position. Had the batting average over. The... No man. <laughs> like, yeah. You had to be there. <laughs> yeah. You had to see it. Where it took until July for him to hit his first home run at Rogers Center this season. It is. Uh, it's. It's one of those. Yeah. Watch the games. Right. Like yeah. that's why I, I've. I've heard a lot of. And this is no offense to some of the national baseball writers. Like the, the baseball is every day. There's so yeah, many games it. to watch, right? Going. Yeah. But that 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 people come on the radio station. They're like, well, it's you know they're right there. It's not that disappointing, yeah. and you know it's a pretty flat talent pool in the American League. No, you have to watch this team on a daily basis to understand what's going on here. That, that's it. That's it, though, is what I'm talking about with the flat talent of the American League at the top where the Jays are 11 games under 500 against those teams and they're getting yeah. just... By the way, I mentioned this yesterday, but I'm just saying it to you. They're minus 66 against those teams, but that's including a win against the Rays where they beat them 20 to 1. So, yeah. in, in, No, that's it. It's like... And there's no 27 Yankees here, right? Like, oh, yeah. That, Exactly. This isn't an American League where you go, man, the Jays are trying to hang around. This isn't years past where Blue Jays fans have gone, this sucks. They, they have the Yankees and the Red Sox in their division, and these two teams yeah. are so good, and then one of the other teams emerges as all right, and you throw your hands up and you go, the American League East is unfair. And I've seen people do that where they point to the standings, right, and they show the Jays being, what? how many games are they above 500 still, right? 12? Yeah, like, yeah, it's no. Yeah, it's something along those lines. But people point to the record and they go, Dad, this, the American League is just impossible. I say no to that. There's so many bad teams in baseball right now. They just went through those three gate, there those three series with those terrible teams. Where when you're watching them, you go, "How do these baseball teams win any games? How did the Oakland Athletics win any games? How did Colorado win any games? That team is putrid. Kansas City trying to lose for how many years in a row now is this? Where they're just trying actively and hoping that they're going to land some type of top tier talent and turn into the next Baltimore. No, I I really don't give this team a lot of credit for the record. I don't really give them a lot of credit for anything. That's You're, you're correct. Watch the games. Uh, what's been the biggest positive to you this season? It's been bounce backs from pitchers, yeah. right? Barrios it's been bounce backs for pitchers. Ryu coming back from I mean, David Schneider has been far and away yeah. the, the Dude, best Dude, absolutely, but team. are you... Okay, let, be, be realistic here, though. I'm a huge David Schneider guy. I love him to death. He's been a spark and a joy for the season. But if the Jays say that they're starting next year with him at second base... Do you really feel as though he's going to replicate anything close to what he's done this year? No, no, because yeah, then he would on. be the greatest yeah. player in the history of baseball. But I will yeah. say, like, read Mike Petriello's latest on on what is sustainable about 
uh, about David Schneider or what history tells us about some of the numbers that he's putting up. And That's there good. are some indicators there that are really, really good. I mean, the, the primary one is the plate discipline and the lack of chase. I was right? going to say, it's that's just, the one thing I really love about him is that he's just, he's gutsy at the dish and he just, he's not afraid to take a strike. He's not afraid to take a pitch. He works a count. He's just, yeah, yeah he embodies a lot of what you don't see with the rest yeah, of the guys. Yeah, so, and, and the, he doesn't have super high exit velocity, but what he doesn't do sure. is put the ball on the ground, right? So when, when he swings, he ch- hits the ball in the air. Um, and he rarely swings, which also has been proven. Like, it's actually one of the worst things you can do as a baseball player: swing a lot. Sure, Be- sure, but, uh, but, but you're kind of making my happen. you're kind of making my case here, though, where we're talking about, hey, what are the biggest bright spots of the season? And you go, hey, yeah. you know, you might have found the 800th pick in the draft as well, a baseball but, player, dude. This I was talking about this yesterday. Imagine just like from heaven drops down into your lap the best player in baseball over a month span. And it it doesn't, and you miss the playoffs. Like you, yeah. he just like appears out of nowhere. Like yeah. he wasn't even in. I was talking to Ben Nicholson Smith a couple of days ago. Like he doesn't remember David Schneider being in major league camp at all in spring training. Like yeah. he had barely heard of him. And then as the season <laughs> yeah, started, yeah, maybe he's actually he was dropped in from heaven. Yeah, if Ben he Nicholson just Smith doesn't remember him, and all of a sudden they he's just on a score, he's on a lineup card in Buffalo. And you go, wait, who's this guy? He's having a good year. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, he's hitting fourth. For, for this team, just out of nowhere, has yeah. a zillion, has like eight home runs in 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 whatever the twenty five games, twenty six games now that he's played, that just happens. That 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 doesn't just happen to any team. It happened to this team, and yeah. still they're they're gonna miss the playoffs in a season in which there's no dominant American League team. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. That's how many things have had to go wrong. You guys were talking about Alejandro Kirk, how his pitch framing is great yesterday. I went, shut up. I don't care. This guy was supposed to be uh, an absolute weapon at the dish. Can't do anything. And still now, even when he does poke one of his patented singles, when he doesn't get hit into a double play, he's a nightmare on the base paths. There's just nothing. There's not one thing that you can point to about this team that you say. And, and like, Bo was already a star, and he he remains a star, and he's had a horrific series. But I think one of the biggest injustices we've done uh, covering this series has been throwing Bo and Vladdy up together in terms of their statistics in this series. I'm going, yeah, I I get it. Bo was having a a really tough series, but – Throughout the course of the season, Watch the he's games been, though. Yeah. He's, he's hit some balls hard, right? Yeah. Oh, I could have had my, my. I thought I thought the bet was cashed. I had Bo Bichette, Owens, Jordan Montgomery. I had him plus a hundred for over one and a half bases. The first ball he hits right up against the wall to the warning track. A little bit of a fake dive right by us, mm-hmm. by the the center fielder for Texas. But yeah, he's hit some balls hard. Sure, fine. But ultimately, he's had some. He had some. I quit at bats yesterday too, right? Mm-hmm. That whole team had some. I quit at bats. You would admit it, right? I, 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 yeah, I, I guess it, it looks that way, and I don't. Maybe that's a reality. I would say that everybody's still battling for their own baseball reference page, so it's, it is I, a sport. I, I, I think that the mood in the stadium can take over. The mood of the game, the mood of the yeah. moment, can take over, and you but just you don't dial in the same way. I think the most concerning part. And there's so many concerning parts. But Dude, one of say, the pick, most yeah, I was going to say, pick, pick one of the most concerning parts because I just referenced <laughs> that their Cy Young runner-up pitcher right now is somewhere in Toronto. Well, this and is it. So he won't like pick up a phone. Fr- yeah. He won't pick up the phone calls of anybody from the front office. They have a, a star first baseman who genuinely looks 
as lost as any athlete I've ever seen. Where it, it's just it's bad, dude. Remember when he made that one play at first yesterday? As all his teammates are coming up to him, like tapping him, and I, I just went, "Is that normal? Is that, I don't remember where everyone's coming over, giving him just like, yeah, you can do it. I wonder how many people are trying to pick him up right now. The th- the twenty five million dollar man being maybe worth like I don't know ten half half of his salary. Well, so and this is it. Aging, it's like, what's the thing? Forward. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's it's projecting next season. Yeah, like, what do you what do you love about this team next season? Well, that's it. I, I still love the pitching, and four fifths of the rotation is coming okay, back. But right? do you love the pitching, or do you like the pitching next? Year? I like the pitching, and I yeah. and I love Kevin Gossman. I love I love the Kevin Gossman of, too. Yeah, of the rotation. But this is something I was talking about yesterday as well. That this the 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 reason to believe in this team come playoff time is that they had two aces. They had ace one and yep. ace one A. Exactly. The, the thing that Manoa the starting rotation was predicated upon is no longer the thing. No, it's about but I depth. still. But you're starting from a place that's a lot better than a lot of teams when it comes to a rotation and getting through a 162 game regular season. The, the rotation looks good and not mm-hmm. just good, but like guys that are, have a history of being pretty durable. Um, they mm-hmm. need to add another starter. Yeah, pretty clearly. Would I be looking at the top end of the, of the free agent pool when it came to starting pitchers? I would, because yeah. I do think you need a, another higher upside guy. But, like, projecting forward. So what is Alejandro Kirk now? Is he, is he the guy that hit 14 home runs last yeah. year and was a guy that you could that you wanted to play even when he wasn't behind the, the plate and providing defensive value for you? Because he's sure, like, this is a long sample of him now not looking like that guy. What is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in, in 2024? Mm-hmm. Um, Alec Manoa is, I, I guess, just like a forgotten man. He's, he's not relevant to, the, to, to any projection about next season. He's relevant, think, but only in the sense of, like, it's, it's at this point what's wild about it is he's a lottery ticket. He could be someone that's yep. traded during the offseason. He could be someone who finds it again. But, no, he's, not, he's absolutely nothing concrete when at one point he was genuinely one of the pillars of your franchise just a year ago. Yeah, so Dalton Varsha was supposed to be the heir apparent in center field, and obviously yeah. the defense plays in that position. But can you right. – I mean, the the conversations we're having about Kevin Kiermaier playing every day when he signed that deal and said, hey, I've been told I'm going to be an everyday player – that was obviously uh, dumb on on my part, on our part, because he's been he has the same OPS by the way as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. today. Like in yeah. in the middle of September, they have the the same o- OPS. Um, but yeah, that those conversations very much apply to Dalton Varsho. Can you afford to play Dalton Varsho in center field? Like it, you, I, I I guess the comparison isn't apples to apples, but like he's not that dissimilar offensively to what you got out of Bradley Zimmer. Are you going to play Bradley Zimmer? Every day for this team in 2024, so that's... That's that's the hilarious thing about referencing this guy's base running and his defense is you go, yeah, yeah, that was that was Bradley Zimmer last year, except for you know what it would cost you for Bradley Zimmer? No. Uh, don't, you don't trade Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Carrillo <laughs> Jr. for Bradley's short Bradley Zimmer. Like, that's just not what you do. But anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, so that's so that's Varsho, that's Vlad, that's Kirk, um, that's Springer. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Those guys, I, I don't know how you can bank on any of them Nope. being contributors like maybe my the the guy I feel best about and I I know you probably disagree but under the the hood there's some good indicators for George Springer and again like No, I, I do entire... out of that out of that group of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah out absolutely. of that group of players I feel f- most fine about George Springer. But my point is with George though is that he's I don't think that he's a guy anymore that remember what was it a year ago or no it was 2 years ago when 
the Jays' record with or without George Springer well, in the yeah. lineup. And he was constantly injured, but yeah, yes, he was that's it. A it's just factor. I, I don't think that he's the guy anymore. It's funny they've done a great job of keeping him healthy by putting him in right field, but he's just <laughs> right. he's it's, he chose this season to just not be the George Springer that we were hoping for mm-hmm. in the years past. I I would say this: it's like, do I trust George Springer to maintain a certain level, right, mm-hmm. do, where he's going to be an above-average, competent baseball player, good hitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things. I, I just don't think that as he ages into his age, what, 35 season, 30, yeah. mm-hmm. that he's going to be able to maintain kind of all-star numbers or be someone that guys are terrified about at the plate. And that's just it is you look at this lineup and you say, uh, like, all right, I guess Kevin Biggio is playing every day next year. We're banking on this second half of the season that he's part of the – or at least no, he's I... a solid platoon guy. Like, what? What? how are you putting the baseball team together here? There just doesn't know. seem to be they, – they need to do uh, – it's they need to do the overhaul that they shouldn't have done last off season. Right. This off season, and you can't let it be the same guy, man. You just you can't. Shapiro's no. got to get a different guy to get a look at it. I I yeah I I don't know if if Mark Shapiro wants to separate himself from Ross Atkins, but I think it pretty clearly needs to happen. And with yeah. James Click in the front office, it seems like a a succession plan is is obvious. The other thing is the the manager who just signed the extension. John oh, Schneider, God, who I want to, I want to like, I want to, I want to sure, defend. We all want to like him. I, and I know you just fired a manager a season ago. Maybe it makes who it cares? easier if you fire the general manager, and then the new guy has to gets to pick his manager. But I, I gotta say, and I, I don't, I don't even want to throw in the the post game comment stuff in there because every manager says there, there's not yeah, a single manager in baseball anymore that rips his team or is yeah, firing. I, 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 and, I, I don't care about upset. that stuff. I don't care about that. No, stuff at it's all. The I will say stuff. that it was annoying that he was a little dismissive the other night about the Chris Bassett stuff. It, like, you know, ex- explaining why. And he just went, Oh, a typical Bassett start. I went, yeah, I don't think a typical Bassett start is uh 10 base runners in the fifth inning, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't tell you that I, I, I think that John Schneider's in game, managerial skills are very good. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd move on from him, too. I don't know if you can, though, considering no, can, can you just something? fired, no, you fired have a, to. a manager. No, what? you have to. First of all, if you're bringing in a new GM, you have to bring in a new manager because the other guys you know, essentially know that this is all... A lot of these manager extensions anyways, this was my whole thing with Sheldon Keefe. He gets the extension. That's a ceremonial extension. That's a. Yeah, I mean, that's a one-year thing. I mean, he was yeah, given. A and I'm saying with John deal. Schneider, it probably was a bit of a similar thing where they would have thought, "Hey, you're getting two years out of this for sure. There's no way we're going to miss the playoffs. We're going to trot John Schneider back out there for at least two years." But <laughs> this this is so bad, Ben. Truly, this is so yeah. bad from a fan apathy standpoint. From a body well, a, a body, uh, what do you call it? it Composure? No, I, language. That's, I don't know why my brain froze there. The Blue Jays' body language, their team, you, they need an exorcism. They, they truly do. They need the priest to come in, splash the holy water over this team, and they got to remove all the ghouls. And the ghouls are just, you got to switch up this baseball team. You can't have a lot of familiar faces in that clubhouse next year. That's going to have to be a real overhaul. And part of it is I think the reason or, or one of the things they're going to need to do is actually have a bunch of these Buffalo guys on the team next year to try to mm-hmm. inject some joy, to try to have some guys around there that go, no, we're really happy to be here. We're desperate to stay up here. We want to compete at night in and night out. That's been the only enjoyable part of this stretch yeah. run is seeing the Spencer Horowitzes and the Ernie Clements and the David Schneiders really try to seize an opportunity in the major leagues and hope that they can capitalize on a dream. But if I'm the Blue Jays, it's like GM, gone. Manager, gone. Um, every single one of those veteran players, I don't care 
care if they worked out, whether it's Kiermaier, whether it's Belt, gone, gone. You have to bring back Varsho. I, I love that one of the Varsho moments was, or in the trade, one of the big pluses was, look, he's controllable for so many years. And you go, oh, great. No, get to control Bradley Zimmer for guess, all these yeah. years. I mean, you have no choice but to bring Varsho back and, and just, yeah, That's essentially ha- hope for hope. an offensive bounce back and yeah. just punt, punt on that one position offensively. Have him as your nine-hole hitter and, no. and, 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 and play center field. Buddy, the only guys to me that you, you 100% are bringing back, Springer, because the money, Vlad, Bo, actually, well, you, I, I just think it actually now is at the point. I know you and I discussed the potential Vlad trade at one point. Now, now I actually do feel like the value thing is real. You know, it's just, it's gotten so bad that there's just no way that you can, you can trade him right now. Bo Bichette, uh, what you're bringing back Jansen, right? Even though he's just, he gets hurt every single year for long stretches mm-hmm. and you just have to kind of count on. I think you're exploring trading Kirk. I think that you're exploring basically anybody can go. Anybody on the roster can go except for basically four position players. And then you've got to swap out everybody else. Like Espinal got to go. Can't have another season of that. I mean, he's a bottom of the roster play, like But, but you see my him. point. But my yeah. point here is that it's like you got to scrub them of everybody. You got to just basically you, you got to start over, which is yeah. nuts. Yeah, you need to change the offensive outlook for this team to Drastically. an extreme degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is... imagine they signed Teo to more money. Should they should go to Teo in free agency yeah. and just say, "Yeah, remember that big bag of money you wanted, and we wouldn't give you." Lourdes like, Gurriel Jr. also a pending free agent. Bring the band back together. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? It, that's actually it worked. You know, it trade for no, Marcus Semien. I I, uh, I did want to say. One thing on sure. on the you know we were talking about the the, the manager and the general manager yeah, and sure. the likelihood that they'll be replaced. I will say that it it was shocking to me to see some of the attendance numbers throughout the course of the series. Like the Monday game was the lowest attended game of the yeah. season for the Blue Jays yeah. going into the most important series of the season. That's what I'm saying, and I and I was like I, I, talking to a lot of people and trying to figure it out, and you know September and okay. There's been some September day games for good teams like 2015, 2016. Those were yep. pretty well attended yep. because those teams were entertaining and yeah, people well believed in those teams. And this is an entertainment product. And, and Mark Shapiro, while he's he's back in baseball operations when he kind of departed that with, with Cleveland, um, he's primarily working on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the renovations have been great. We're going to go into another season where there's going to be more renovations, right? Like the 100 level is going to be totally different. That's yeah, going to be awesome. Next, next season, I think everybody's enjoyed the in-game experience, except for the baseball team, which is actually pretty important. Like when mm-hmm. – I, I think you said it in one of your points to open the show that this is – all right, now the novelty's worn off. Now it's people who, like, are into baseball who are going yeah. to the games or not. <laughs> no, but people want to. People want to go to the baseball. They want to go with a sense of hope, and like that. That's what I. That's what I'm so angry about from last night. Is it's it's a team that goes down four runs, and you say, okay, that sucks. The game shouldn't feel over when the other yeah. team scores four runs. You shouldn't feel like every piece of energy in the ballpark is gone, and that you're just on the death march now. Uh, to the end of the game, that you're going to be yeah. sitting there questioning, do I even buy another? $8 or $8, $12 tall can, or do I just get out of here early and beat the traffic? Like that's, it's not good, man. It's not good. Anyways, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's, let's close this thing out. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Do you think I'm projecting when I say that this 
baseball team is kind of gutless? <laughs> Projecting what? Because you're gutless? Or just no, or overreacting? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Projecting. I think is wrong. it. Yeah, in, I am in, gutless, in, but it's just yeah. yeah. I just it, I, it, I, didn't I don't know. Mean it, to put it that way. It, it feels like that's in hockey. It's like the worst thing you can call someone gutless. Effort, soft, yeah. soft, soft, or gutless, yeah. gutless. But don't you feel yeah. like this? And what, what does it soft? mean? I sure. It's such a hard sport, though. Like to yeah. to, to, and then I, I, I. This is part of my thing yesterday too. It's like I, I do think like they're trying, right? But that it shouldn't matter. Everyone should be trying. I would. Yeah. I would hope that the millionaire <laughs> athletes would be. Trying. I love that. I, I guys, I, I think they're trying. I'm pretty sure. I, <laughs> I I'm, I'm gonna wager they're trying, and then you put the wager I in, and know. then they're just like take the money. They go ah, wrong, incorrect. We, we, we were not <laughs> well, trying. Well, that's but like when you say like gutless, it it feels like there's some you know personal failing. There there's some moral. Uh, they're nah, missing some moral fiber hey, or something, let's, which let's I, I don't know. Uh, let's just talk about the baseball. Like they stick. No, let's let's put it this way. I, I don't really love it that there have been so many articles slash video series, whatever, about Brandon Belt's leadership with this team and what he means to the clubhouse, and it just it, sure. it feels very leafy to me in the sense of. And again, maybe I'm just crossing the traumas of the different yeah. teams, That's and I'm it. just doing it because I'm I'm separate. so. I, but I can't. But it just feels the same way where they go, yeah. yeah it's, they brought in this vet, and he's just really a stabilizing force, and he's so important in the clubhouse. I go, okay, but isn't this a mercenary player? Like that was okay when it was Semyon, right? Mm-hmm. When it was an actual star in his prime who was teaching Bo and getting Bo all choked up and really imparting some gamer stuff on him. It was the right player with the right young player at the right time. Mm-hmm. I, and now I just. I'm very much a believer of hey take take over and have some ownership with this team and th- it it doesn't feel like Vladdy's team and Bo's not like a big outward personality which I don't care as much about as the as the actual production on the field. We had yeah. a moment this year where Springer was pouting so heavily that they benched oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just <laughs> I wouldn't say that yeah. they're the most likable bunch of bros <laughs> who are out there gutting it out every night. I think it says something that. They say, look at how hard Brandon Belt tries, and look at how hard Kevin Kiermaier tries. That that's a story. Like that's a story that tells me something about the other guys. Dalton anyway, Marshall tries it, very hard. He's trying no, he very hard. He tries no, too it's, hard. It's, it's, he tries too hard. He needs to try less. <laughs> well, that honestly, honestly, yeah. there, the, yeah, there is an expression I, in baseball: try easier, right? Like, yeah, and that's him. He needs you, that. You should tell him that. He's yeah. easier. <laughs> way easier, buddy. You gotta ease up. Yeah, I, I, it's not a nothing, right? And and yeah. I think. Alex Anthopoulos has been on record as as saying he his thought process on the chemistry thing has evolved and yeah. and he learned some things putting that team together in 2013 and then deciding that there were some personalities that maybe weren't meshing and putting the 2015 team together which I get and there's certainly some examples you can point to but I think that the, the overriding thing is the good baseball players right like I I I think this team would probably look like they have incredible chemistry if Vlad was hitting 45 bombs this season and George Springer looked like his his all-star self. I do think that the performance does impact not just the perception of the attitude, but the actual attitude. Like, I'm sure these guys aren't super thrilled to be coming to work every day. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think that. I, I think the Buffalo Blue Jays are and that yes. they were. And now they're even starting to feel it a little bit, right? All of a sudden, they uh, go to no. last night's game, they get pounded 10 nothing, and then the fans are booing, and they went, wait. 
This is what it's like. This is less fun. We are used to playing in front of empty stadiums, but not being booed relentlessly. We didn't really do this. Hey, you know, we shouldn't be booed with these guys. These are the ones. These are the guys who did it. Can you clarify who you're booing, please? Yeah, exactly. Please no boos directed at Ernie Clement. He doesn't deserve them. This is not his fault. No one at the beginning of the year was like, you know what, later in the season when Ernie Clement comes up, that's really going to be when this team takes – Shifts into no, it, it is it is pretty easy to identify where the ire of the fan base is headed, right? And it's yeah. right and flat, right? Like I, well, I, I think gosh, it was, I mean, is, that's it, where you keep trying to point it over. You know, you disagree. Again. I mean, no, that's I, when I, heard I think it's the, the I loudest think, booze. I think it's going to be uh, yes, the loudest booze. Ter- if you're talking about, I, I said it before. To me, the complicity of this season falls on number one the front office because I think that they had a nightmare off season and mm. I, I like the Varsho trade is just it might go down as one of the worst trades in Blue Jays history like it, it could mm-hmm. if Gabriel Moreno is you know 80% of what we what he looks like he might be this year then it's going to be remember when it was Michael Young growing up I was just like Michael Young can you believe the Blue Jays traded Michael Young Michael Young Michael Young it was just over and over it was like a, a legend right of a guy that they got rid of or Chris Carpenter it's he's going to be that and then you're going to look at the results of Dalton Varsho, and someone's going to tell you, like, oh, yeah, but he played great defense. <laughs> he, he really was out there running down baseballs, and you went, okay, great. So I think front office will be one, and I think it's just natural. Fans will gravitate towards criticizing the manager before a star player. They'll believe that Vladdy can bounce back. They won't want to be too harsh to Vladdy because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they still think that that player is in there, the guy from two years ago that was runner-up I mean, sh- for MVP. He has shown it, right? Like, if right. proof of concept exists in exactly. 2021. And even, like, last season, like, as much as I hated the, hey, he's an above-average player, like, he was really yeah. quite a bit above average last year. If the, yeah. if the 2023 oh, Blue Jays year. got – well, if this team got the Vladdy from last year – They'd be fine be talking about a different situation in the standings. So, yeah, the possibility very much exists for the Vlad Vlad bounce back, but I got to say it's, man, the process. That's that's – my whole thing with David Schneider, it's not just the results. It's the, it's know. what's leading to those results. And the process with Vlad is, holy cow, 3-1 yep. fastballs that he's laid on that are 92 miles an hour. It's just, no, and yeah. then, you know, it's a rarity to even get to a 3-1 count. Swinging it at sliders that, that start in the opposite batter's box, it is... It is just a mystifying season for him. Dude, it's it's hilarious because yesterday you pointed it out, right? He works the 3-1 count, and he gets the absolute meatball. It's 92, and he's late. And I go, his at-bats right now are exactly what Kevin Biggio's were when he was struggling, which is just praying for yeah. the walk, you know, bat on yeah. the shoulder for the first three or four pitches, just hoping, hoping, hoping. And then the pitcher's going, oh, okay, like I was trying to nibble, but now I'm going to throw heat, and you catch it. And Kevin would be like, well, I can't. You figured it out. And that's Vladdy now where, okay, you can throw him the meatballs and he goes, yeah, I'm not going to punish you for these. I-, I can't punish you for these. It's extremely frustrating. I I genuinely believe with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I'm not trying to point the ire away from him. I think he deserves criticism, not anger. Um, I think that he is having – it's like how many athletes have had a more disappointing season than, than Vladdy? And baseball is different because it's so long, right? You're playing double the games essentially than the other sports. But I can't remember a guy that was in his prime, not someone who aged out of it, right? Not someone who just, oh, this is the decline season. This is the, the injury season, like when Donaldson left and all of a sudden, remember, he was running on ground. It was, hey, he's running on dirt and he won't be <laughs> traded. Blatista aging out, right? Him all of a sudden slowing down at the end of his career. This is a young player in his prime. 
in any Toronto sport where it was yeah. this bad. Like, well, and it's it's the prospect thing too because everybody loves their prospects and like you know awaiting his arrival and he arrives yeah. with such incredible fanfare, you know kind of you know Brett Laurie maybe is a is a good example of this where he has the incredible first forty three games yeah. in twenty eleven with the OPS of nine fifty three has the Grand Slam against the A's and, and God, the big high five is. rounding third base and then follows that up with uh, a below average offensive season. And yeah. and you're you're back to wondering what he can be as as a major leaguer. I mean, we're not thinking that for Vlad, but we're thinking about him ever being an elite bat that that is you know among the best first baseman in all of baseball because the bar is high. Yeah. No, it's true. And and again, like you can't lump in. I, like I had extremely high hopes for Josh Johnson and his, but that was the end of his career, right? Like he came here right. and it was just like he pitched. I think in. 12 games or something. He didn't even hit 100 innings, and it was just over. I think R.A. Dickey would be the closest, where it was just yeah. he has the opening day starter. He was a Cy Young winner. A Cy Young we winner, made so yeah. much of a deal about the knuckleball, and then he came in, and the season was just like not at all what people expected. But again, at least he oh, did somewhat of the job. Vladdy is just – it's perplexing. Anyway, we got to run. Uh, this was somewhat cathartic. I hope it was cathartic for some other people. But, yeah, I have a feeling that there's going to be a few more Blue Jays rants, just not the ones like I did yesterday for Twitter, which, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect it's going to get that much attention. Anyways, uh, all right. We'll see you tomorrow um, to get an outside look with Jared Carabas. Thanks to Ben Ennis for joining. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave five stars. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus. I'll see you tomorrow.